Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. A good morning to you on this manic Monday. Wish it was Sunday. Welcome back. Call to the pen HQ. It feels so good. Back for the second half. Faster show on MLB. Absolutely anywhere. Rate, review, and subscribe to this bad boy because it matters more than it should. Just a real hat tip salute to my people out there. OPMG, Jeff L. Brian Rose making it over with us to the new time slot. 9.30 a.m. EST, Monday through Friday. Thank you, guy. No, seriously, you guys are the best, but you, you know that. All right, let's get to it, right? We got, uh, I think, 10 games. Feeling really good coming out of the break. Then coming out of the weekend, I could not I could not be more recharged. But, again, it's all about consistency in the work. As always, we don't throw the ball, right? We don't swing the bat. But we do control the work ethic. We do control the process. We do control all important risk management. Most important, let's get into the thing that we do. Me and you, the Colts and the Penn crew, baby. First up, it's Emmett Sheehan pitching with his eyes closed. Minus 105 even. Again, these freaking books, man. Minus 105 on both sides. Heaven forbid we got to pick them nowadays. The trolley Dodgers on the road against Baltimore. Grayson Rodriguez is back. So so many lessons here. All right, let's do Sheehan first. Very highly touted prospect. So one of the reason I mentioned that with Sheen is progression is not going to be linear, right? We've heard that beaten to death, but it matters, right? So if a young kid with top in talent struggles, not oh man, is ERA necessarily? Sheen four three five ERA not great. However, WHIP at one hundred five, OPS at six fifteen, mixed signals from the earn run indicators. K minus walk ERA in Sierra North of five. The expected ERA down at three point two five which is probably all the proof you need because I like Sierra and I like expected ERA, but it's probably all the proof you need that you really can't use a single one of them, right? If you're a Sierra guy, you're always north of five, guy's trash. If you're an expected ERA guy, it's a mid-threes, I'm fantastic. And it makes a big difference. I don't know what the right answer is. I tend to look at them all when I don't get answers from the indicators. We move it forward. Now, Sheen had the big strikeout stuff in the minors. We haven't really seen it yet. K rate below 20, walk rate up near 10. CSW 23, that ball rate up there, 38, first strike 51. Really not very good. But he has been very good around the edges, right? So he's not missing middle-middle, something that I also track if you're wondering what I'm talking about for some use. You check me out on Twitter, at John Magaza. Pin tweet. We'll take you to sharpen a link. Yeah, I'll go put the document. It's still open right now, but I dropped it to $20 for the rest of the season. I don't know how much lower I could possibly go. We got any math people out there. How many cents a day is that, right? I don't even know if I made it 25 cents a day that I go before. I think we dropped it. Anyway, point being, get to the picture sheet. I put it out every day, and I really think not only would it help you, you can't remember all the stuff I'm saying, but I really think it'll help you just see a one of the proudest parts of my methodology, right? And it's compartmentalizing these players and teams in particular. That's why you hear me read it across. Like 
when you have an understanding, when you begin to use templates, your brain adapts to that stuff. And you think of pitchers in terms of surface stats. You move to discipline. You go to elevation and then the batted ball quality to kind of get you those answers that over the splits. So she and you know, elevation, lots of fly balls, really nothing great here. The hard hit rate via fangrass at 34 and a half, which is really good. Blast rate down to three and a half, really good. Expected Woba at 283, right? So there's your expected ERA, remember. Expected ERA directly correlates with X1. They're the same. They're basically the same number. What really jumps off the page here, when I talk about the contact, 304 expected Woba on contact for Sheehan, really jumping off the page, 214 max lefty-righty BA split, right? So this is interesting. I'm going with more good than bad on Sheen. I think he's going to be really good today. Let's get into Grayson Rodriguez, and this is this is again where process and model betting can kind of get you in trouble because there isn't going to be a model that's going to tell you Grayson Rodriguez is going to be good, right? So far this year, forty-five and a third, not nothing. Seven three five ERA. That's a one seven four WHIP. It's ridiculously bad. Expected ERA north of six. Double digit walk rate. 38% ball rate, 25-line drive. I mean, all the things we kind of look for, a 27% home run a fly ball. Talk about unsustainable. But, 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 big shake and buck. 52 hard hit, 13 barrel. I mean, there's a lot of home runs in there. 329 BA to lefties, 292 to right. It's been a really rough go for Grayson. But he's been excellent now, right? So we talk about nonlinear progression. And then, this is anecdotal, but I think we can back it. And it's my own style of playing fantasy and then into betting when it comes to the young rookies. I generally don't jump in on the wave because you generally overpay in drafts or overpay through fab and free agency. They usually stink. They usually get demoted. People usually get frustrated. Then they usually come up. People don't recognize the skill. And then they're good. So like that kind of checks all the boxes. Like I'm really excited about Grayson Rodriguez, actually. Here, I got the game log. For the minor leagues, you know, these last starts, I mean, he's been really, really good. Six innings in all but two. I mean, double-digit strikeouts, three of the last five. Not more than two earned runs each of the last five outings. He's been really, really good. Again, the double-digit Ks are since you're looking for. So, Grayson Rodriguez, a really interesting spot today. And, again, maybe the market is on there because it's split, right? I mentioned the split odds. Maybe the market is onto it. Is what I rambled through. The offense is both looking really good. Dodgers last 500 PAs, 350 team OBP, 864 OPS. Baltimore, 358 to 864, respectively. I mean, these teams really kind of get the Spider-Man GIF out. 135 WRC plus for the Dodgers. 138 for Baltimore. Both of these teams are really good against righties last 30. So I can see where this one comes kind of split. Man, this is really tough. Dodger bullpen with the edge, last 38 and a third, 235 ERA, 110 whip. Gosh, a fifth of a home run for nine. Dodgers bullpen starting to get it right. Man, I, I thought I had more of a more of a lean on this one. But as I talk through it, it feels a bit, it feels a bit split. Jeff L mentioned in the K leader. I don't know if that's up today. I don't know if they put them out in these half abridged slates. If they do, you know we're going to be on that one. I've just checked right now. It's not up as of yet. So let's get into the next one. Jay, I think I'm just going to leave this one. I don't know. I think we have to watch this one. You know, at first I thought it was clearly Sheen, but then I kind of talked myself into Rodriguez a bit. So I'm going to leave this one. Next up, man, it just isn't a bet to be made in the next one. It's the Guardians and Xavier Curry on the road, minus 125 favorites in Pittsburgh against Quinn Prester. 
and those Buckos. Bucks coming in plus 105 at home. Curry's been okay. I'm pretty sure it's been an opener situation. I've actually been hearing about more and more people that like to bet on openers. Actually, the idea being like they're really they're going to be good for an inning or two. Then hitters have to adjust to a new pitcher. I haven't really gone that way. You know, Curry definitely opening hasn't gone more than three. Hasn't thrown more than forty-five pitches. Not more than twenty-five each of the last two. I guess I could see some viability there because the Cleveland bullpen is pretty good on the year. Right? 328 innings to a 3-4 ERA, 119 whip. As of late, they've scuffled a bit. They got touched up yesterday, I know. 5-8 ERA last 32 and two-thirds, 16% bow rate. Yikes. Stefan who had been really good, got annihilated. On the Pittsburgh side, it's Prester who just got the call. And hold on, I have – to here again, you know, if, this is another, you know, it's very hard to kind of model these things when, um, you know, you don't have information. And I think, at least I'm very, I'm very open about it. Like, I do put out scores, I do put out numbers. But part of what I like to show is so I can kind of you clarify these things. You know, where do you start a guy like this? 4 3 ERA with a 1 3 5 whip in the minor leagues. That's 87 and two thirds innings, you know, not nothing. 22K to nine walk. He does keep the ball down. So expect some ground balls, 54% ground ball rate. Less than three quarters of a home run per nine. So you're kind of expecting him to keep the ball in the yard. I went over to the game log. He has some distance in there, right? The two things I look for in the minor league game log is distance. We kind of look for, yeah, agree, Jeff. Jeff saying probably not going more than an inning or two for Curry, absolutely. But then you're going to get to the Cleveland follower. And I didn't really have a distinct follower. I don't really know what we're going to get. It's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be Quantrill, Plesak. I'm not really sure they're going to attack it at the break. That's my guess. And that kind of makes me go, meh. You know, so back into Quinn Prester, Priester, perhaps the two things I have to look for right is seven innings or more guys that really get out there. He went seven innings, two of 18. I mean, eh. then you look for the double digit strikeout games, only one of those. So it kind of looks like a ground baller, you know. So you're going to get into the offense, Cleveland on offense. You know, they're not going to strike out, they've been actually lifting the ball. Lots of line drives, lots of solid contact. A lot of good hitters on Cleveland. It's not the power barrel dudes we think of, right? Four and a half barrel, not any good. They are much better against righties against lefties, which is a little bit unusual, right? 335 team Woba against righties and the Guardians. I don't know. Again, this one is so ugly. These ones are really hard to predict. You know, I come out here and I hope to have picks and make people, you know, profitable and money, but sometimes I think it's just more important that I'm clear with uncertainty and you know, kind of translate that and let people know that even for as much time and effort and stats and shite that I crunch all the time. Sometimes, you know, I used to say three scratches of the chin, right? One, two, three, you let it go. Okay, let's do a quick lesson. Why? Because no bet is better than a bad bet. You know, not just a catchy saying, we can actually quantify this stuff and it matters, right? These are the things that matters. Incoming feather in the cap, Jay. Mr. Coop on the ones and twos, man, right? Best producer in the game. So here's the deal. When you're uncertain, just don't bet at all. Why? No bet better than a bad bet, like I said. But let's quantify this bad boy. If you start with $100 and you lose 10%, you're down to 90 If you then make a bet that wins and win 10%, you're not back to 100 You're only back to 99 And if you don't understand the difference, then you don't understand why 99% of people fail. And this is the truth, right? 
gain 10% to lose 10%. Leaves you down net 1%. 10% of that 90 leaves you at 99. 99 being 1% lower than 100. Continue to repeat that process, and you will inevitably end up at zero. So for every 10% you lose, you need to win 11 back. Boom, feather in the cap. The stuff that matters, right? No one cares about a game breakdown 48 hours from now. But you just might remember that lesson and say, man, this guy's pretty sharp. Jeff L. wants to feel it deep down in the plums. Exactly, baby. Right down to the stones. All right, next up, pretty boring so far. Oh, I know I got this one. I got some action, Jackson, coming. It's the Gigantes from San Francisco on the road against my Reds and Brandon Williamson. Much as I like the Reds, that starting pitching is in trouble. We know Webb's a GOAT, 314 ERA, 111 whip. He's one of the innings pitch leaders on the year. Earn run indicators down at three or below, 25K to four and a half walk. Remember, whenever you check that 20% K minus walk for a pitcher, that's really like, that's just exactly where you want to be. That's the check mark. 30 CSW, check mark. Ball rate below 33, check mark. And then, of course, the bully metrics, right? When you add first strike to O swing, that's first strike plus chase rate, and they equal 100, you get the bully metric for me 66 first strike, 34 O swing. Logan Webb is a bully, and he's got the high contact. I mean, he's been phenomenal. 60% ground ball, 291 X Woba for Webb, just downright awesome. And he's been very good at home. The ERA doesn't say it, but don't worry. 3 2. XFIP, sub one, homer nine, 700 OPS on the road for Webb. He's been really good. Williamson, not so much. 5-2 ERA, one three five whip through 47 innings. Every single indicator north of five. Expected ERA and Sierra north of five and a half, getting closer to six. And I think that's when you start right to look at, at, at as a problem. Erwin indicators do serve a really great purpose. Each one has different indications different, you know, spices in the recipe. So that's why I don't like to overreact to one. When you're getting a signal on every single one of them, 64 stuff plus on the fastball playing in Cincinnati is not going to help that 44 hard hit 11% barrel, only one and a half home or nine. Yeah, so far. At home, it's been a rough go. OPS nearly 800, 5-4, ERA, 5 XFIP, more than two home runs per nine for Williamson at home. So you got to go with the Giants here. Jay, I, like the, I get the Giants F5 with the cover. That was the strongest ring that I had on the algo today. That San Francisco bullpen that we were like so, so in love with. They've just been sputtering a bit. I don't want to get stung if we have the lead through five. San Francisco bullpen, again, when they were humming, one of the best stat lines on the year across the board. Just as of late, we've seen them hiccup just a touch. So give me F5. It was a minus 130, minus one. Yeah, we can go with that. Even better, minus 120. Loving every bit of that. That like That's like a, a for sure we like that one. Listen, Pete, you know what it is? People, the public is starting to bet on the Reds, which I get. There is some good stuff here, but remember, they, they're, they're very flawed. 2018 batting average, last 500, 26% K rate for the Reds at bottom three, 31% fly ball, 5% barrel. You know, not very good. They also kind of kill lefties. And I know I, I, again, my beloved cheat sheets. I started with just X wall, but we always want them both. Because you hear people say, oh, the Reds, you know, 350. I actually heard this quote of 350 Woba against Wrighty's last 30 for the Reds, but he expected what was down here, 300. And it was a, that's like a tremendous difference, you know. 315 being average, 350 implying like, I don't know, five and a half, five and three quarter runs. 350x Woba would get you to six runs even. Where 300 Woba is four. Remember, that stuff matters. 
So I don't know. I'm not as enamored with the Reds. And I like I like the Reds. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. They're not Logan Webb. So I think this one's a bit of a misprice. Giants are going to have to score, but I think the Reds are going to struggle with with Webb again. The way he keeps the ball down, plus he's got the strikeout stuff working. So give me the Giants through five. Next up, it's the Fish from Miami and the Jesus Lizard plus one hundred five on the road against Old Man Miles Michaelis. And the Redbirds in St. Louis. I don't want to bury the lead. Anytime we get Lazaro on the road at five with plus money, you know if you roll with us, we're hitting that. Jay, give me the Miami Rollins. Let's do it, everybody. Hazel Cesaro so far, he's been brilliant. 329 ERA, 113 whip, OPS south of 700. Expected ERA and Sierra at 3.5 or below. 23% came on this walk. We love it. 14 and a half from the strike, 31 CSW, 31 whiff, 35 and a half O swing, all the stuff you love in a disciplinary basket. 41 ground ball, keeping it down, 39 hard hit, you know, 287 X wall. It's everything. Just shining on lefties all year, killing it last 30 days, everything looking good for Lazardo. Love Lazardo for sure. I know the St. Louis offense is good, and we spoke about them kind of getting it together, kind of picking it up. They've been okay against lefties as well. But this is one of the times where I think is this is the race to 15 outs. You know, I'm just not going to buy the Michaelis stuff. 412 ERA, 127 whip, like butt, 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 big shaking butt. Every indicator above four and three quarters, 16% K, six and a half swinging strikes, 16 whiff. I mean, he misses middle-middle all the time, too. So people, I think, erroneously are like, is this contact, con, control guy, command guy? I've been including miss rate. So that's that center-center box on Savant. This is quite literally, especially when you're – again, I don't want to hear an error. I know where are people that are, like, anti-location because it's about stuff, which I understand, meaning what I mean is the sickest slider from glass now, let's say. It doesn't matter if it's middle-middle. Like, it's still maybe a good pitch because it's hard to hit. We get that. Okay, I know what I'm talking about. This is Miles Michaels here. There's not a single pitch in the Michaelis arsenal that he we, that he wants or the Cardinals want, like deadlocked, middle, middle. And he's been really bad with that. That number is low. I mean, as high as it goes, bad as it goes. Nearly 9% of every pitch <laughs> Michaelis throws is dead center. 90 zone contact, 25 and a half fly drive. I think he's been very fortunate. He does have a five ERA at home. I think we see a bit of that, him getting beat up by the fish. They've been pretty good on offense as well. 293 team BA, 347 OBP, near 800 OPS. They don't strike out. Top three strikeout team. Top five swing strike. Top three line drive. One of the top three in hard hit rates. I mean, you know, that's why I like to look at you know, the moving averages. Waka, waka, waka. Right now, Miami, number one in hard hit rate via Savant, 47.2. Yes, pretty good. You know, I don't think anybody's really thinking about Miami in those terms. St. Louis offense has also been very good. They're getting on. The ball's falling for them, but they're striking out. They're not walking. 44% ground ball as well. So I think that's the hang-up for the Cardinals. We need Lazardo to just work the edges, get some key strikeouts, keep the ball down in the race to 15, give me the Marlins through five at plus money. Yeah, sometimes, again, I, I have been very open since I was talking about being transparent and taking my losses that, I mean, it's no – Secret, you know, a pitching analyst, and I think it needs to be prioritized in baseball betting. You know, I don't, you know, it's what it is, right? The problem is, as we've seen the offensive trend move again towards bouncy ball, whatever you want to call it, and we're entering the hot months. You got to have a team that's going to score, and that's why I want to do it. So, even, I, I never want to feel like I'm contradicting myself, but it's always it has more to do with nuance. So the thing I have been avoiding 
Right. You have some time. Avoiding the Rangers, you're avoiding the Braves. Kind of outright. But we're not going to avoid relying on pitching when our team is hitting, right? Miami's got the stuff right now. They are hopefully going to put up the two or three runs we're going to need to cover this. And if Florida gives up more than three, then you lose. And that's what it is. You got to take that one like a big boy or girl, excuse me. Next up, it's our Nats, Mackenzie Gore on the road against Drew Guy Smiley and the Cubbies in Wrigley. Let's not bury the lead. Mackenzie Gore, this is like a waterborne of our guys, you know. Mackenzie Gore. F5, underdog. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Especially the Cubbies. They stink. Let's get into it. I really like Mackenzie Gore. 4-4 ERA, 1-4-6 whip. I'm just, to me, that's not what he is. K-walk ERA and Sierra at 4 or below, 28% K. The walk rate is up at 10, I get. But 12.7 swing strike, over 29% whiff, 84% in zone contact. He wins in the zone. He's suffering from a 345 bad, but that's a killer. Yeah, the bow rate is elevated. Lefties have had some success as far as batting average goals, but I'm just not buying it. He's also been brilliant on the road. 245 batting average allowed so far this season. 720 OPS. There's a enough ERA again, 4-3. Who cares? XFIP 3-3, right? Take away those. Take away the bad. Take away the, the home runs. I like McKenzie Gore. I think the swing and miss stuff is Really good. I think he looks really sharp. As we know, the Nats just kind of get shit on. Nobody wants to deal with them. I tend to like them, and I think they score when we need them to. They're facing Drew Smiley. I'm not this I'm not buying. 4-3 ERA, 1-3-5 whip. OPS up near 800. Exit near 5. K-minus walk ERA up near 5. Sierra up near 5. Strikeout rate down below 20. K-minus walk at 11. Ball rate over 37. So the discipline's not great. The control's not even there. He's not getting whiffs. He's not getting strikeouts. He has suppressed hard contact, which always kind of been Smiley's cling to fame, which we get. So that's what he's going to have to do to succeed. But he's got a five and a quarter ERA, four and a half XFIP, 1.6, home and nine at home so far year to date. Give me the Nats. Through five, only one off the roll in a terrible bullpen. Both of these offenses are not very good. Okay, that's just a fact. Cubs 244, Team BA, Washington 251. 98 to 97 WRC plus again. We're not here kind of banging the drum for Washington as much as I like them. They're in like a neutral phase, right? We like to talk about teams and players in terms of sine waves. Similar to trading, you want to you want to back things when they're bullish above the 200-day moving average. Same thing with baseball teams. Avoid it when they're in the down wave, back when they're in the up sine wave. Washington really just in a neutral Chicago really scared me. 25 and a half K rate, 13 swing and strike, 83 zone contact with a 47% ground ball rate as a team. I don't think they have a chance at Gore. So let's get Gore for F5. Next up. Got a couple more. I think we're we'll going to get right out of here right on time, baby. It's my boy, Sugar Shane McClanahan, minus 115. Favorite. Man, automatically, right? You've got to, you almost auto smash it. They're on the road against the Rangers, against Dean Dunning. And you go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. True test of intestinal fortitude here. Again, I kind of needed a blanket rule. I'm not going up against Texas, so I'm not going to go up against Texas. But, man, given the price, maybe we should. Shane McClanahan, 2-5, ERA, 117 whip. I know he left the last outing with the back, but they said it was nothing. Precautionary, he was fine. Passed all the stability, all the strength stuff. They weren't going to risk him. 
110 stuff plus on the fastball, 26K, 15 and a half swing strike. That's a lot better than the 26K. 33 and a third whiff, 35 O swing, less than 80% in zone contact rate. McClanahan is the GOAT, man. He's so, so, so good. It's just what are we going to get from him and the Texas offense? Texas offense, you know, 128 WRC plus last 30 days, 286. Team BA, 345 OBP, oh, 835 OPS, basically an all-star. Just killing it. The power stroke, not necessarily there. Tons of doubles, tons of contact, 91% zone contact as a team. It's just like, it's crazy, man. 356 Woba, nearly 10% barrel. So hard to go up against Texas. I'm going to, I'm bowling on this one, man. I really should grab the CO Jones and go get it. Dane Dunning's been awesome. He's the reason the price is down there. I know the Texas offense is another part of it. Check it out. Why we pop the hood on these guys. 284 ERA, 113 whip for Dane Dunning. 638 OPS. You're like, oh my God, Dane Dunning in a reclamation project. It came out of walk ERA north of five. Sierra's at four and three quarters. 16% K. And a 6% walk we can dig. Again, I don't miss frame. But it's single digit came out of walk. 8% swing and strike. 18% whiff. And that 9% miss rate. He's missing. He is missing. Dane Dunning has not even been like this great control guy. It's but it's 46% ground ball. He's been working the lower half, 7% barrel, 0.6 home run. Right. So he's getting by, working the edges, keeping it down. And he's, I don't I hate being like lucky, but a 268 Babbitt is really gonna help. You know, all the average stuff, 231 max, lefty righty BA split. Just awesome. He's awesome at home. I mean, two, just it's 289 year at home, but at nearly five XFIP, one home or nine. Again. He, he's he's been a little lucky on batted ball stuff. The thing that gets me is the control. Really kind of bother me. Thing also bother me. Rays offense in the tank right now. People are still betting the Rays after this juggernaut. Two thirteen team batting average. Two thirteen. They've scored thirty two runs in the last two weeks. Yikes. Twenty six percent K. Not any good. Thirty seven chase. Fifty two ground ball. And that's where it ended for me this morning when I was looking at it. I just got my memory job. They are going to walk right into this ground ball machine. That is Dane Dunning. And then, you know, of course, you roll up McClanahan, hoping that you're going to get zero. It hasn't been the case. He's been human as of late, right? Four against Seattle, two against the Royals, three against his Texas team, though he did go seven. Don't get me wrong. We're not throwing away the baby with the bathwater. But especially post a little injury hiccup. And considering it's the Rangers, I think you got to fade this one. But, man, I want to bet McLeod ahead at 115, no doubt. You know, again, very honest. And if I sold you on the move, then you should do that. You should value my analysis more than you value my decision because I don't know the future. The objective arguments that we present here, nuance and context, pouring out the nose, call to the pen HQ, rate, review, and subscribe, of course. You know, that's the stuff that you really you need to be sinking your teeth into. Allow my template to improve your template. Again, I, I'm not right and you're wrong. We're all just different. But like my boy Maddie always says, you know, we're, we could work together against the books, and that's what we need to be doing. Right? So if you disagree, you should tell me you disagree and why. And you may turn me around, man. I am I am malleable. Okay. Next up. Get a bet, right? Gosh. Matt, Matt Manning coming off the combined no-hitter. Minus 125. Slight fave on the road against Kansas City and the Royals. Jay, I'll take whichever of the Detroit prices are better, F5 
or the full game. I posted this one this morning. I ended up going with the full game because the Royals bullpen is so bad. So I'd say even if they were in five cents, I'd rather go with the full game. Again, the Royals bullpen is so terrible. Let's take a look. Matt Manning, you know, all the pedigree, pedigree, man. I think it was a number six overall pick. It was like years ago, but yeah, you struggle, man. Again, not linear growth. 37 ERA, 103 whip, 638 OPS, all looking good. Indicators not agreeing because the disciplinary basket is pretty whack. Right, it doesn't induce chases, way too much contact, but he's been very, very, very good on the edges. Really has been, I mean, dominating righties. Righties have a 169 batting average, 523 OPS. I mean, domination, pure domination for Manning. You know, he's got the ground balls working, and that's been that's been the key to success. I'm sorry, the fly balls working, but working up in the zone. He inducing no more pop is unusual. Sorry, I had the wrong guy. So I just think Manning's at the edge. The Detroit offense last 500 has not been great, but they're definitely better than Kansas City. Also, one thing we want to mention with the Tigers, being careful with their stats in particular because they've had simultaneous injuries to impactful players. So right, Kelly Carpenter is missing. Riley Green is missing. That offense can't sustain you know, now with those pieces back in the lineup, they're going to be a bit better. But not to mask it, neither of these teams are very good. But give me Detroit to win it because Kansas City is just gross. Lyles has a 6-4 ERA. Every indicator is up above five. I mean, single-digit garbage across the basket and disciplinary stuff. It's so bad. 50% fly ball, 10.5 barrel for Lyles. So that's there's your nearly two home run per nine in the 336 expected MOBA. 525 XFIP, 551 ERA at home. On the season, he's been pretty gross. And again, the bullpen, if we don't get it early, we should get it late. Kansas City last 28 innings, last 14 days. It's a 7-7 ERA plus 5 Sierra whip up near 2. Home run per night up near 2. So give me, let's get Detroit. All right, well, we have a couple of plays. I feel a little better about this thing. Next up, my New York Yankees now batting. Plus 110 dogs on the road against the Angels without Trout and Griffin. The winged lion canning. Oh my God, Severino has been so bad. 7 4 ERA, 1 8 whip, a 9 40 OPS. I had to bet against my Yankees today. I ended up betting the LA. I hope I put F5. I might have posted full game. I think we want the F5, unless the pricing's really bad. Did I see a minus 125? We could do that for the Angels. Again, we got to attack while Severino is broken. Expected ERA north of 7, Sierra north of 5. Single digit came on his walk, 24 CSW. Just atrocious, that miss rate I mentioned, up over eight and a half. 48 hard hit, 11 barrel. This is Severino. That's a 391 expected Woba, 448 expected Woba on contact. He's a 302 lefty righty BA split. Righty's batting 300, lefty's batting 330. 922 minimum OPS split. I mean, this is really, really bad. Terrible on the road. 360 batting average. 1,000 OPS, a nine and a quarter ERA for Severino. I mean, I, this is almost like it's not to say as a Yankee fan, I'm like hedging my stuff. OPMG, ch check it later. It's just we're at the point now where we're smashing the trend. Maybe he's tipping pitches. Maybe he's hurt until he fixes it. Like if Severino fixes it, I'm not going to look at that as a sell the rip opportunity. If he fixes it and the velo is good and everything is good, then you maybe look for the correction. But while it's not even to say catch a falling knife, this is really bad. He's broken, right? Also, LA offense, bad, but not terrible. Still much better than the Yankees. Yankees 236 team BA, 
Bottom five in pull rate, bottom eight in barrel rate, just really bad. Much better against lefties, not good against righties. 282, Team Wobo, last 30 against righties. Yuck. L.A. coming in with a 275 BA, 344 OBP, 811 OPS. That's a 120 WRC+. Plus. The reason I mentioned the F5, I generally like to avoid the Yankee bullpen, but they've been bad lately. They're still really good. The Angels bullpen is what really has been terrible. I mean, their last 33 innings for the Angels, that's a 10-and-a-half ERA. And a 595 rep. I just checked my own. Yes, I posted LA full game that was supposed to be F5. I don't ever correct that stuff. I made a manual error and hope I'm gonna hope the Angels do it. But let's get it here. Let's do the F5. Don't don't tempt fate with that LA bullpen. Listen, they may just smoke the Yankees tonight. The Yankees are not very good. But we should, I should have went F5 is the lesson. You know, keep an eye on, on bullpen, especially when they're really bad this year, getting it back into the hitting environment and stuff. Next up, Jay, could you check it out? If Boston and Oakland is posted, the red laundry on the road against the Elephants bouncing on beach balls. My understanding is it's Nick Pavetta against Paulie the Pirate, Paul Blackburn. Um, yeah, I can't find this one listed anywhere. I think the Red Sox have been – non-committal on Pavetta, though I saw him on some betting sites, which usually means confirmed. Jay has not posted. So if you get Pavetta, he's been okay. I know people are going to want to roll him out against the A's. I think Pavetta is a better fantasy pick than a betting pick today, unless you're playing for the money line. And I generally don't, let's say I don't do that against the A's. They lose all the time, but I like Blackburn. You know, that's one of the times that we like the A's. Blackburn again, 4-8 ERA, 1-5 whip, but the expected ERA below 4, 24% K to 7.5 walk. That's just not what you expect from Blackburn, right? 65 first strike, 34 O swing, right on the edge of the bully metric. People give him a bad rap because the contact rate is so high, but he's keeping the ball down. He's a 27% hard hit rate, less than one home run per nine. Blackburn really doing, doing his thing as far as control. Again, you're working the edges with the sinker, and it's work for him. Boston offense, though, really starting to rock and roll a very unusual way. Boston has taken on the like the Guardian model. I Red Sox fans, not gonna mad at me. Touch more power. I'll give you that although. Right? Casas is the jaws. Well, Josh Bell's kind of stunned. Like Nailer, maybe, right? Casas is Nailer. And it's a ton of contact. Check it out. Boston offense, last 500 PAs, 311 batting average. 365 OBP, 905 OPS. Those are objectively excellent, right? That's an all-star. It's not a cleanup hitter. Why? The ground ball rate is too high. The pull rate is too low. But they're getting it done, not striking out, tons of contact, scoring tons of run, hitting lots of doubles. 333 team Woba against righties. So that's where I'd want to come off. Again, right, I mentioned this before, and at the very least, if anything, I'd like to make sure that I'm – consistent in my methodology. I think that's very, very important. Like I mentioned to people, I was at one point big on F5 team totals. But once we identified the big scoring environment and the terrible bullpens, I pulled away from looking to score first five, and now I look to go over full game. My unders are F5s, right? So betting unders is because of pitching. We want to avoid the bullpens. If we're going over, we want to get exposed to the bullpens and a chance at the ghost runner. Now, there are exceptions to that where the bullpens are terrible, the starters are great. But those are more few and far between. And again, have a process. Not just people that say they have a problem. Like that's, in fact, I believe for most of the Twitter for Gazes, 
that is their process. It's just saying they have a process, right? What's the process? We gotta have a process. Talk about how important it is. We never actually see it. Talk about daily allotted risk limits, two and a half percent max limits, working backwards with that. How robust your portfolio should be every day. The stuff you get here when you roll with us at Call to the Pen. And if you're loving that menu that Jay's been rocking, we've been using betstamp.app, tracking it. I think we're closing in on positive. Jay, give me 30 seconds on betstamp, will you? Yes, sir. Uh, Betstamp is simply just an odds aggregator. It allows you to see all lines, whether it be futures, F5s, uh, player props, all those things, uh, just an odds menu board. Uh, and if you want to improve as a sports better, guys, simplest way to do that is by opening more sports books. So use Betstamp, use this code on screen, open up more sports, sports books, and uh, help support the show. All right. Yeah. You know, Jay's better suited for that stuff. He's a little more professional than me. Like, how do you sell bet stamp? Use your brain. Use your brain. Like, if you're not smart enough to know that that's a plus EV app, then like you don't deserve to win. It's going into a store and there's two candy bars on two different shelves, less than a foot away from each other, and one is ten percent cheaper than the other. And if you're the type again, remember, this is the same line of thinking, plus EV thinking, professional thinking, trainer's line of thought. Think in terms of percentages. If you see 100 next to 99, think, oh, no big deal. No, it is a big deal. And if, you, if you're that person that sees one soda is five cents, cheap than another one, no, it absolutely matters. Okay, it absolutely matters. Don't be, don't be stupid. It matters over time. Compounding, again, the feathers just flying out, looking like Big Bird by the time I get out of here, my big mouth. So I, I'm kind of fading this one. Believe it or not, I wish I wish we were looking at these more, Jay. It happened again the other day. These reversal, these double revolt, double result reversals. Oakland is like the most perfect example where you bet on them F5 and then they lose the game. It happens all the time. That'd probably be where I'm leaning. If Oakland comes in plus five with a big plus, maybe I get it. If not, leave it. Last game. It's Sonny Gray and the Twinkies on the road against Logan Gilbert, and my Mariners. Both of these guys have been downright excellent. I don't know. You can't really. I'm not expecting much scoring at all. Fire Sports, what's up? Welcome aboard. Thanks for hanging out at the new time for everybody. We really do appreciate you. You, The men and women out there in the Colton Pen crew mean the world to us. Sonny Gray, sub three, ERA 127 whip, 727 OPS. Not to be done by Gilbert, 366, ERA 0.98 whip, 615 OPS. These gentlemen are going to battle it out today. I mean, get the Spider-Man drift. They've both been very, very good. You're getting strikeouts. Limiting walks, though, Gilbert a bit better as far as the control goes. Gray with the higher ball rate. Both with the elevated whiff rate. Both putting the ball on the ground more than 42% of the time. Both with the max 32% hard hit rate. It's This one should be really, really good. I think these teams are probably good reflections of each other because they both kind of stink on offense. I'm going to have to scrap it by. I actually wanted, I'm curious to check the algo on this one. I know when I see these really low totals, like I don't go below four. Yeah, again, I'm leaving the model. I have a 2-2. I have this one by a nose. I have Seattle eking out Minnesota. You know what? As far as that, the home stuff, I think we have the we have the bullpen edge also, I think. Right? Seattle bullpen killing it? I thought I saw that this morning. All right, Jay, let's get that one last up. That'll be the last action for the day. No, we just want to go with the uh, money line win for Seattle. Can we get it 130 or better? As long as it's 130 or better. Yeah, that's kind of my, my limit for these. So even if it's close, I think we'll get them late. Minnesota, nearly five year in the last 14 days. 49 fly ball, 10% barrel. Seattle locking it down. 167 
ERA .7 whip, 146 team batting average allowed, 77 in-zone contact while mowing them down, making it happen. Also, right, Jeff mentioned Gray on the road. That was the other one. Thank you so much. You know, I love you guys. I really do. I love you guys. Um, mentioned in the splits. Yeah, Mariners not so great anywhere, but give me – I think it's going to be low scoring, but I think Seattle gets it late. I really love Gilbert. I don't think the Twins have an answer for him. So hopefully Seattle scratches off just enough to get it late. Like I said, that will do it for the fastest show at MLB absolutely anywhere. OPMG, Fire Sports, Jeff, we appreciate you. Brian Rose, Maddie, all the crew out there. You know, new time slot. Hopefully as we get further in, people will maybe start adjusting more, get some more of those beautiful, you know, smiling faces in here live every day. While we can, rate, review, and subscribe, press the button, press the bell, press the thumb, and all that other stuff because it matters more than it should. Audio listeners, five-star reviews to the front of the line. Jump on over to YouTube where Jay will show us our plays. Leave a comment. Let us know how good of a job we're doing. Make sure to tab Rob Pizzola and myself on Twitter to repeat that exact sentiment as people get over into the pigskin. Speaking of which, if you are into football, my ranks and stuff are coming out. Maybe today. It should have been out already. Everyone, have a beautiful, money, Matic Monday. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we dump with the book, enjoy the pay. Remember, when you work this hard, there's a lot less like luck. We'll catch you tomorrow at 930, yo. Peace.